and welcome to the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. Okay. On this Friday, the 4th of February, 2022. Okay. 10 days until Valentine's Day, by the way. But see, Valentine's to me is a different day for me because my sister-in-law's birthday is on Valentine's Day. And my nephew, his birthday is the day before Valentine's Day. So I don't look at it as like a lot of other single people do. <laughs> um, I think I, I love, I, I literally laugh out loud when I read like single women's tweets and Instagram posts and Facebook posts on, on Valentine's Day, how they hate this day, how it brings up all this agony that they're <gasps> single. I mean, God almighty, please. First of all, Valentine's Day is just another day. You should not be just telling somebody you love them on Valentine's Day. It should be 365 days a year. And you should not just be buying your wife or your girlfriend or your partner flowers and chocolate and all that kind of stuff on Valentine's Day. You should be taking care of your girl. Guys, hello? You should be taking care of your girl each week. Like, give her something, like, special each week. And don't have to spend, like, a whole buttload of money. Like, I, I, I hate that people think they have to spend, like, shitloads of money to show somebody that they care. You don't have to do that. Like, I'd rather get gifts from the heart. And where I see that the guy put effort into buying me something than trying to buy my love. Like, you know, like Jennifer Lopez's song, Love Don't Cost a Thing? Yeah, I don't, your credit card don't mean nothing to me, honey. The amount of money you make doesn't mean anything to me. What matters to me is how you're treating me. And most importantly, you're respecting me. Respect is very important. And I think a lot of people have like forgotten about that with relationships. Like, you know, you should respect each other. Um, you should be loyal to each other. You should support each other in public and behind their back. And we'll get into the relationship side. Actually, let's talk about that first. So, okay. I am, I'm really, this is like one of the things I'm posting on Instagram today. Somewhere. I don't know. Um, I don't know where I'm putting it yet. I may, I may just put it in my store. I mean, my store. I may just put it in my um, story. But let me let me go find it where I have it. Cause it's it's so true. Um. Okay. Yes. A private relationship means nobody knows your business, but everybody knows you're together. Don't get it confused. How many of you NFL athletes out there get that shit confused? Because I have, like I've said time and time again, I have to read people's stories and I see the people's tweets and I see people's Instagram stuff. Oh, y'all don't have to know my business. What I do in private is mine. Yes, yes. But we need to know that you're in a relationship. Okay, don't get that part twisted. See, most guys who do that and NFL players do that want want the hose going into their DMs. They want them sliding into their DMs. And there are a bunch of them on Instagram. What has Instagram become? A place where girls can pretend to be hoes. <laughs> because I mean, seriously. And then I, I'm so like frustrated still on Instagram with all of the, the pornography bots. I mean, seriously, you have, you go, go to Pornhub. That's what Pornhub is. Go to OnlyFans and do that shit there. Get off Instagram. I don't understand why people have to do that. Um, 
I'm almost tempted to like kind of make a point on Instagram, but with a, with a special post, but I'm like, uh, we'll say, we'll say, but, but still a private relationship means nobody knows your business, but yet people know you're together. If nobody knows that you're together, that's a red flag, especially if you are a football player. I emphasize the word player. Don't become one. <laughs> and it's true, though. I mean, you guys are so freaking stupid when it comes to dating apps. You go on there, well, they're not even dating apps. I'm just going to start calling them what they really are, hookup apps. You go on all these hookup apps to hook up with girls, number one, because you don't think that your girl is going to know that you're on there. Let me just tell you, women are better than the FBI. We can find out shit that you don't even know that we know. And then some of us are very good at pretending we don't know when we do know. So don't do it. Like, don't think that you're going to, if you have the urge to cheat, have the urge then to not cheat. You're going to get caught. When you lie, you always get caught. When you cheat, you always get caught. Eventually, right? Sometimes people get away with things for a little bit and then they keep doing things because they know they keep getting away with it until they get caught. Don't get caught. Don't have your, don't get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Now that's saying, don't. So if you're dating somebody, put it out there on Instagram. A picture of you guys together, recent picture, not a picture that's all the way down your Instagram feed. And was like 2017, you know, 2018. And now from like, now it's 2022. And now you have like, you know, 400 other posts on your Instagram feed. Nobody can even find the girl. If you have pictures of you and the girlfriend that you're no longer together, yes, scrub that stuff off it. And, but, and, and I'm really serious about that because then people are going to think that you're still together. You shouldn't be following an ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife unless you have children together. If you have children together, then you need to follow each other. If you have no children together, you don't need to follow each other. There's no point in following an ex-girlfriend. I have no idea why some guys do that. I don't follow any of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> you kidding me? I block those boys. Mm -mm. Goodbye. Because that's how you officially like really move on from that. I don't understand. Like, do you want to like, you want to see a picture of your ex-girlfriend with another guy, a guy that's making her happy because you couldn't make her happy? Explain that to me. I, I don't get that. But yeah, anyhow, I don't get a lot of things that guys do, but you know, hey, <sighs> I digress. Anyhow, so yes, that's very important. And just remember, like, and this is like mostly to like the girls out there, the women, sometimes the disrespect you get is the closure you need. You don't need closure. And I don't understand why people like are on like TikTok making videos of them trying to get back at their boyfriends or their ex-boyfriends and revenge, you look petty. Just know the universe will take care of him. Karma's a bitch. She comes back around. What goes around always comes back around. How somebody treats you will eventually get treated that same exact way. It's in the universe's hands. Let it go. Let it go. I just don't understand how people 
think that that's also healthy. Um, hurting people back will not heal your pain. Learning to react to people constructively, even if that means being alone in silence, to study your emotions. If you, in your response, is your destiny. If you do not take conscious control of your reaction, you always give away your power. Another post I'm working on. But that's true. I don't understand why people feel the need to do that shit. Now, you can go ahead and talk about them. Because sometimes talking about them helps you heal. But doing stuff to get back at them, like purposely planning things, is not a need. There's no need to do that. I don't know. I don't know why people do that. Like, you know, like you see, like sometimes athletes do like, you know, and athletes and celebrities and other people and even just strangers for that matter. And just regular Joes do revenge porn. What the hell is that? Why? First of all, why are you taking videos of you having sex? Second of all, second of all, you're saving that shit on your phone. <laughs> I mean, okay. And then third of all, then you're going to go out there and then post it because you're mad? I mean, come on. Let's be real. All right. So, all right. That takes care of that part of recordings of Vanguard because there are some of you, of you NFL players that I do know that you're with people and you're not posting it out there, which means A, you're not proud of her and she's a fucking stupid bitch for being with you in the first place. She's stupid. And then you might, maybe then you know what? Like to me, I almost say like, you know, you deserve each other. If you're going to be like that, then you both deserve each other. A bastard deserves a bitch and a bitch deserves a bastard. You're going to be like that? Be my guest. But don't go sliding into people's DMs looking for love when you already have it. Like I said. Okay. Anyhow. And so the draft is coming up, obviously. That's something that a lot of teams or fans are talking about. Obviously, we have the, the Pro Bowl that nobody watches this weekend. And I'll probably turn it on just to watch a little bit of it. Um, just to see what's happening. But I don't really watch it either. Uh, I really don't watch All-Star Games at all. Like, I don't watch the, I don't like Major League Baseball's All-Star Game. I don't watch the NBA All-Star Game. I don't watch the Hockey All-Star Game. I like the skills competition for the hockey for NHL, and I like the skills competition for the NBA. So I'm like, yeah, maybe. Like, you know, I watch like the skill set sometimes, but at the same time, I'm just like, eh, eh, it's all right. So then next week, I'll talk all about the Super Bowl. So we'll do a lot of um, Super Bowl stuff next week. Assassination on Tuesday, I'll give you my prediction. Um, we'll break down both quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford and, and Joe Burrow. Um, and then Friday on this show, I'll talk more about Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford. But then I'll also give you my prediction again in case you missed it. And then I'll break down the teams before the Super Bowl. But I think I'll break that down. Maybe, you know, I won't give you my prediction until Sunday. I think I'll give you my prediction on Super Bowl Sunday. I'll do a quick show that's like maybe like 10 minutes long. And I'll break down the teams and then I will give you my prediction. That was one for two. So, uh, you know, for the big championship games. I picked the Bengals over the Chiefs. I did pick 
the 49ers over the Rams, but I was wrong on that one. Okay. So anyway, just so here's something to think about for all the Jets fans out there. Because Jets fans are so freaking annoying. You Jets fans are so, some of you are so freaking stupid. But then there's some of you that are smart. And then I have to read things like this. Ready? This is like the smart thing, right? The LA Rams' last first round pick on the team is Donald, who they drafted in 2014. In 2015, they drafted Goff, who is now in Detroit. Between 2017 and 2023, the uh, well now 2020, to the Rams do did not and do not have a single first round pick as the team has built with trades and free agency. Also, oh, they don't have a pick next year. They are playing in this Super Bowl for the second time in four years. This emphasis on building the team to the draft is no guarantee of anything, given the terrible draft history of this franchise. The Rams traded away a young first-round pick in Goff or Stafford, who until this season never won a playoff game and has a lifetime sub-500 record as a starter. This obsession with draft picks is mindless. The problem is no credible free agents want to sign with the Jets because they have a terrible reputation with their high-profile players. Troy Aikman is right about the Jets, and until this organization changes its ways and approach to building a true foundation, these four win seasons will continue until they get it right in the draft and through free agency and making some credible trades. Finally, playing in that joke of a stadium does little to enhance the reputation and appeal. Playing in the shadow of the Giants is just as much part of the problem as it is the current ownership out. I mean, this guy, Nick, who wrote this post, my God, you are awesome. Awesome. Because that is clearly what I've been saying. Like, literally, I've been saying the past three years with the Jets. The Jets fans are so fucked up, thinking that they're going to get all their players to the draft. Oh, we got a draft. We got a draft. Got a draft. Got a draft. Oh, we have to get this guy. We have to get this guy. We have to get this guy. And then they're not patient when they draft them because they they feel as though when they get drafted, right, they're coming in all ready to go. They don't need to be developed. They're already developed. No, they're not developed. Developing players is the next step. After you draft them, you gotta develop them. And you're going to give them time to develop because each player develops at his rate. They do not develop at your rate, the fans' rate. They develop at their rate. So people are already Trish and Beckin. I'm saying that Beckin, Mikhail, whatever his name is, Mikhail Beckin, Beckin is a bust. He's not a bust. First of all, he was injured last year. I know he's heavy and he has he's he's a big guy. But everybody's already trashing him. See, this is the whole thing. They draft a guy, they love him for about like five minutes, and then they trash the shit out of him. I mean, they did this to Zach now. Let's be real about that. Let's look at this as a like reality. This is real. They all thought Sam Darnold was the problem. Gotta get rid of him. He's holding us down. He's keeping us from the playoffs. We gotta trade him. They trade him and they get their pick that they want. Oh my God, we're going to get Zach Wilson. He's going to take us to the Super Bowl. We're going to be great. And then he steps onto the, before he even steps onto the field, they're already crowning him the franchise quarterback. Can you leave the guy alone? That's my first problem. Let the guy get used to being 
in the NFL. Let him get acclimated. Okay, don't put the tag franchise quarterback on the guy who hasn't even stepped in an NFL field yet. Too much pressure. Now, I know quarterbacks have to have mental toughness. But that's, there's a difference between being mental tough and then being totally harassed by a fan base and the media as a franchise quarterback when he's not even been here for five minutes. Then he goes on the field. And I have to read, you know, in, in stupid other Jeff groups, um, you know, all the fucking tweets about him at practice during camp. Oh, Zach Wilson's squad for four. Zach Wilson's five for five. Oh, Zach had a good day. Zach is great at camp. He's playing. He, he, and they're playing scrimmages against each other. Of course, he's going to look good against his own team. His team's not going to be out to sack him. His team's not going to be bringing that much pressure really to him. Every quarterback looks good in camp, to be quite honest. Every quarterback looks good in camp. Then he gets to the preseason. He looks kind of good in preseason. He has some really good moments. Everybody get, you know, they get up. Now they get hyped up again. Then the season starts and things go downhill. Sacked, sacked again, sacked here, sacked there, interception, interception, sacked. Um, you know, can't make a pass. Incompletion, incompletion, incompletion. And then I have to read, he sucks, he sucks, he sucks, he's this, he's that. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't have traded Sam. We should have kept Sam, blah, blah, blah. We should have done this, we should have done that. Why don't we trade? Why don't we draft him? Then obviously October comes. He's injured. They have no veteran backup to put in there, and they put Mike White in there. And I'm happy that Mike White had his historic game. I'm not taking that away from Mike White. But then I have to hear the dumbass fan base go, oh, maybe he's our Tom Brady. Um, oh, maybe we should trade Wilson. Uh, maybe Wilson should sit the rest of the year, and we should let Mike White have it, and then maybe they can have a quarterback duel in camp to see who can be our starter quarterback. And I'm looking at these fans and I'm like, are you fucking for real? I mean, seriously, are you for real? You all wanted Zach. You all boasted about Zach and now you're throwing him under the bus. You thought you were going to Super Bowl this year, remember? You thought he was your franchise quarterback. I mean, my God, the poor guy. Now, I know this past year, Jets fans hated me because I was supporting Sam Darnold. And now you know why the reason why I was supporting Sam Darnold. Because you fucking fans fucked him up. Now, was it out of sympathy that I was supporting him? No. But I know he has talent and ability to be a quarterback. That's why I was supporting him. And I will support, and I have supported Zach Wilson this year. Because you people have not. He's on my team. Let me just tell you, the Panthers are not my team. Okay, now I have a jersey that's Sam Darnold on it that has the Panthers logo because I was rooting for Sam. That doesn't make me that I don't want the Jets to win. The Jets are my team. I've always they've always been my team. You know, I love how people like Joanna, whatever her fucking last name is, from the No Fly Zone group, thinks that like I'm not a fucking Jets fan and has and and, and then is brainwashed by men in that group who know shit about football, by the way. Telling her that I'm not a Jets fan. I've always been a Jets fan. But I'm allowed to root for other players that used to be a Jet. That got screwed here by this organization. The lack of coaching. The lack of development. 
and the lack of understanding the game and have been given the short end of the stick. And I will always support Sam as a player on a football team. Only. Let me just make that clear. Only. He has a lot of other issues besides football. Huh. Personal issues that I'm not even going to go into. I will go into that if you're a paid subscriber and I'll let you know. But, and for the recordings of Fangirl, the paid version. But in this free version, I'm not going to go into it. But Zach Wilson's the quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he has the it factor. He does have the it factor. He has all the things you want a quarterback to have. He does. Do I feel bad for him? Yes. Just like I felt bad for Sam, but I feel bad for Zach in a different way, not the same way as Sam. Zach is actually better than, than, than Sam in the way that he's more socially active on social media. He interacts more with fans. He's more fan friendly, let me put it that way, than Sam Darnold is. Sam Darnold's in his own little world. Well, he's from California, what do we expect? He, you know, he's in his own little fucking world. That's why he's also been the most hated because he's never injected himself into the team. You see Zach wanting to inject himself in the team culture in the, in New Jersey. He's out there giving tickets away. He's, you know, he's trying his hardest to become part of the Northeast culture. I'll put it like the New York, New Jersey area, you know? I mean, Sam went to New York City to hang out with friends. We never saw him really out and about. We never saw him really inject himself in the city. He tried, I think, in the beginning with the Panthers to do that. They had them they had him going to like, I guess, some fast food joint, giving out free tickets and stuff. And, you know, meeting people, which was a which was great. But then was it? Where else was he? He's not injured. And then he was injured. You think while he was injured, you know. I would have seen I would have seen posts on social media that he was, um, you know, at a Hornets game or a Hurricanes game, or he was trying. He went to a hospital to see kids, or he did this, or he did that. He was injecting himself into the community. That's why everybody was like, when Cam Newton came back, everybody was so excited because Cam did a lot for that community. Sam never injected himself into that community. And frankly, I mean, when he was here with the Jets, he never injected himself that much in here either. But yet, you all made him be, you all made him think he was going to be the franchise quarterback. You all supported him for five fucking minutes. And that goes for the media too. Like, I can't stop, I can't stand seeing like tweets from Connor Hughes every five fucking minutes about the quarterback. He does the same thing now with Zach too. Don't just blame the quarterback. The quarterback is not the only person on the field. You gotta blame the entire team. First of all, the offensive line has to be effective, efficient, and consistent. Second of all, second of all, the running back needs to know how to pass protect as well. Third of all, the receiver has to know the correct route, needs to know where to go, get the ball, and try to get the ball. Robbie Anderson this year for the Panthers did not such did no such thing. He I don't know how many fucking drops that guy had. But yet then he was yelling on the sideline at Sam. I, I no, you can't do that. But anyhow, okay. So, I mean, you got to see how things are going to unfold. 
and you have to see how things have unfolded here with the Jets. The owners, the ownership, Chris and Woody Johnson have put them in this spot. They hired the wrong coaches. They got a wreck. They got rid of Rex Ryan too soon. They demolished the whole entire Sanchez team way too soon when we were just about there to go to the Super Bowl. This organization now does not spend money in free agency, expects to get like rookies then for themselves. There's no leadership on this team. There are no veterans on this team. Now I can say that Zach can be a leader. Usually you always find the quarterbacks are the leader on the team. And I think he's going to be a good leader. But, but, do you see how good Zach Wilson was at the end of the season when Joe Flacco was there? Because Joe Flacco went to the Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. He is the perfect veteran for that team. You need to have veterans. I mean, I can find you another post where this guy has no clue about about the draft. Dun, 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 dun. This guy quotes, why is it this guy, Mike? Why is it so hard to understand building through the draft means not blowing cap space on big names? And then he puts his, his hashtag ignorance is bliss. Now, and then, you know, and then at least this guy, Sean, says something to him. We need uh, on-field leadership. Hard to do that when all you have are rookies. Signing a star won't hurt. And I said to him, building to the draft is not going to build your winning championship team. Yes, you need draft. You need to draft players that you need, but you also have enough space in order to get one or two leadership veterans that can help mold the rookies. And then he has to go off on me. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. He goes, um, the Jets aren't, the Jets aren't at that point yet. Building through the draft absolutely will lead towards the championship. No, it won't. Um, and then I said to him, name me a team that won a Super Bowl based on only the draft, not signing free agents at all, but only rookies. I'll wait. That won a Super Bowl based on only the draft, not signing free agents at all, and no trades. but only on rookies through the draft. I have to just fix that. I'll wait. Because there's no teams that won the Super Bowl on just rookies alone. You can't win in the NFL that way. And Zach needs pass protection. Zach needs pass protection. I mean, it would be great if they got running back from the Saints, Kamara. He's a pass protector. He affects the passing game. We saw what happened with Sam when Sam had CMC in the first three games. That's exactly what a quarterback needs. He needs a number one wide receiver. I'm sorry, but Corey Davis and Elijah Moore are not number ones. Corey Davis is a two, Elijah Moore is a three. Then pick a four in the draft and sign sign a veteran number wide wide receiver one. Get someone or trade for them. I don't care what you do, but he needs that. He also needs a tight end. 
He has no efficient tight end. None. And then you got to work on the defense on the Jets. And the Jets, the defense is stinks. They got to fix that. Special teams, get a kicker. We all see what's happening with the Bengals with their kicker that they got from the draft. Get a kicker. And sign, if you're going to sign Braxton Berrios, sign him to a special teams contract. Because that's what he is. He is not a wide receiver. I mean, every once in a while, you can throw him on the offensive line and you can put him out there as a wide receiver four, maybe for a trick play. But he's not a wide receiver. His his talent and ability is speed. He needs to do that with cut returns and kick off returns. I mean, that's basically what he is. I mean, all these mock drafts, I laugh at them. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're not going to get him. They're not going to get him. They don't need him. Why are we getting him? Who put him here? Why are we getting him here? Okay. Okay. Maybe him. I, the only one that I agree with on this one was like number 43. If we get a wide receiver at 43. But, and then a kicker at, at 273. Maybe. So we'll see. But I support Zach Wilson. I'm letting everybody know. I support him. And if you want to see me break down Zach Wilson, I will break him down on my Instagram account. That's a girl, PR7. I will do a breakdown of Zach Wilson's best throws, his worst throws. I will do, and how he can fix those throws. Like, I'm not just going to be like, here, here, he sucks. Like some of you. Here, he sucks. Here's his sock pick. Here's his sock plays. No, I'll show maybe like two of them where he really did not do very well and how he can fix that. I literally will show you that. And then I will show you some offense that I wish that Zach would that Zach would do. Because I think the kind of offense that I have in mind would actually benefit Zach. Because I have some plays in, in mind. Um, by the way, if you watched my video on, um, what was it, Wednesday? About, um, yes, playing with the boys is my video. And it's the name of my book, the blog, and the podcast. Playing with the boys. Um, I also, um, and then you watch Jordan Ponder's story where he's playing with poker chips. Oh, we use poker chips so we can see the, the formation. Yeah, funny how you did that after my video. Because in my video, I have little chips. They're not poker chips. They're actually just little um, circle, wood circles. Because I have a whole entire, I literally have a football field made out of wood. Okay, it's a football field made out of wood. And I have these little chips that go with it. And they're X's and O's. I have a little bean bag for the football, and I literally do this. I literally sit up and come up with some plays and come up with offense. Defense, I'm not really that much. I'm more, like I said, I'm more intrigued by quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are intriguing. Zach Wilson is very intriguing. Joe Burrow, intriguing. Um, Trevor Lawrence, intriguing. You know, all the rookies are very interesting. Matt get Mac Jones intriguing. So we'll say. But all you freaking people who don't understand certain things, I'll call you out on that. And you're stupid and you're wrong. I am a Jets fan. I want the Jets to win. But I also want Sam Darnold to do well. And now he's stuck with the Panthers who are, who would ever guess that they're worse than the Jets? So he went from one 
bad thing, the one really bad, bad thing, not a jack of the dragons on the worst thing. The lions are much better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, but who would have thought that? But we'll find out, right? So anyhow, oh, my email about the um, Pro Bowl, let's see. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to hire Doug Peterson speaking to them, by the way. I think that's a very good move. Um, the Senior Bowl is happening. We all know what's happening with that. The Jets are coaching the Senior Bowl. So we can have a little bit more about that. Um, the Senior Bowl practice report. I have that here. Let me see Senior Bowl. Mm -hmm. At the Senior Bowl. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't have the Pro Bowl still slow down yet. So I didn't just watch that, but I'll probably just watch the um, I'll probably just watch the video and look it up. Um, Pro Bowl wide receivers. Um, when's the fastest man? Dum da dum. Who's this? Don't know. When the fastest man, okay, yeah, but um, I'm just trying to see. Oh, the showdown. Um, I may have dodgeball, two one-handed catching. Oh, that was cute. Dodgeball's match, best catch, competition. I mean, all these cute things. This is pretty nice. Um, <laughs> Stefan Diggs jumps to a table. <laughs> oh well, he is on he's on the bills and we all know what the stupid thing I can do at the table. Okay. Um No, we'll see. I mean I missed it. I you know, I sometimes I watch things and sometimes I don't. I'm not you know, if I'm not doing anything or have nothing else going on, I'll I'll watch things, but for the most part I'm busy. Um that's basically it. So I will, I will talk to you all on Tuesday for Sassy Nation. And then I will see about doing the Sassy Show. I'm not sure if I'm doing it this week coming up. Then Friday again, here the recordings of a fangirl, hashtag Chartasm. I will also do a paid version next week. So this week will just be free. Next week will be both paid and free. And that concludes it. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you then next week.